Hello, David Zeritsky for The Bond Experience. Welcome back. You know, there was something that I saw on YouTube not too long ago, and I'm going to use the word compelled. I was compelled to not only watch it, but to embrace it. And I've invited two gentlemen on today that really are steering the ship of helping to usher this forward. So Griffin and Brody, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it Hi. going? Yeah, thanks, hey, for, thanks having for having us. us. <laughs> uh, it's it's my pleasure. Now, one of you has to introduce and tell our audience for the uninitiated what is FilmSpeak. Yeah, so FilmSpeak uh, is 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 basically this um, you know YouTube channel that I started back in 2015, and Brody was one of the the people that I I started it with. Um, but it's primarily me now and like it's sort of gone through a couple of evolutions of just like, you know, movie reviews, podcasts and stuff like that. And I think over the last year or so, I was doing a little bit of soul searching on just like what I wanted the channel to be because um, I, I didn't want it to just be like another uh, you know, movie review channel out there because there's like, you know, there are a dime a dozen and whatnot. Um, and one of the things that has always been really interesting for me, at least, is like actually not just reviewing a film, but like going into it, diving, exploring the themes, the the, the motifs, uh, the filmmaking. Um, and that's sort of how I stumbled into video essays. And I, I mean, I've, I've watched video essays for a very long time and I've always been a fan of that style, but something has always sort of like um, steered me away from them. And I think it was just sort of like the daunting task of like the writing, the editing, the, the you know, putting this all together, that, that sort of thing of it. And I'm always just like, I, I know I can do it, but it's just like, I feel like, I, you know, putting that much time into one piece of content versus like putting out a bunch of different pieces of content, like, you know, what's going to, you know, uh, work in the long run. And, you know, I, I put out a lot of content. I've done like weekly live news shows for, for movies. I've done like weekly movie reviews. And then, you know, I was like, I just don't enjoy this as much. And I'd rather sink my time into like, you know, producing quality pieces of content that I'm proud of. And so mm -hmm. that's sort of how the channel has sort of evolved into uh, more of a video essay channel. Um, so yeah, so that's, I mean, FilmSpeak is, and, and, and it's not just that, right? Like I have a website where we, where we have a bunch of writers who contribute to the site that are, that are doing amazing work. They're writing editorials, reviews, um, uh, interviews, stuff like that, which is all stuff that I do, um, but have like sort of like, you know, on the site allow, you know, people to come in and contribute and, and stuff like that. So I guess that's sort of a very long-winded explanation no. of what FilmSpeak is, but that's sort of the, 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 the gist of it. I love it. I love it. And Griffin, I've seen um, quite a few of yours already, and we'll put some links below so people can check it out, especially to the topic at hand, which we're going to get into shortly. But mm. Brody, if Griffin is the upfront, the face, the voice, <laughs> the talent, so to speak, tell us your role in all of this. Griffin is definitely the talent. I um... <laughs> well, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> but I, um, I, I'm sort of uh, like, I don't even know why we call myself like I'm a on a couple of projects I help write. Um, I'm like a creative consultant. We sort of bounce ideas off of each other a lot. Um, yeah. A lot of our, like, uh, we have like these hours long conversations where we just sort of like, okay, this is what we want to do. What, how do we get there? And we sort of just spend a lot of time discussing it. Then we, you know, write things down and um, yeah. And then more recently I've sort of gotten into like actually writing content uh, that 
the talent performs. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm the talentless hack. Brody is the no, worst no, no. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no. So that's really my uh, my role in this is yeah. um, as sort of like you know maybe not seen but heard through Griffin sometimes. No, I totally get it. And just to market yeah. you a little bit, so you do a lot of the ideation, the strategy, the copy, the content. And for Griffin, who's just a pretty actor, will play out the role. Griffin, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Griffin's okay. got a huge brain. You can't see it. Griffin's, <laughs> no, Griffin's a fantastic writer. And we and on the project that we were actually here to talk about, we uh, we co-wrote that. And yeah, it was like a 50-50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So we definitely like, um, I mean, and most of the stuff on his channel is like, you know, we, we I sort of, and they're just sort of bounce ideas off of and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, sure. I love that. It feels very, it feels like a contribution. Like you almost yeah. created a, a mini community. I was looking at uh, your website and there, there's a lot of channels that really make up film speak, which is wonderful. And you have a lot of contributors that bring a lot of things to the table, people that do music, people that do entertainment. Yeah. So let's roll it back a little bit. It, it is a Friday afternoon when we're doing this and we want to make this very relaxed. And I want to tell everybody that's watching Watching this, my audience, who clearly knows that I am to a fault a quantum of solace defender. And I, I use the capital D word um, pretty succinctly because it, it's not been easy since 2008. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and I want to be absolutely transparent, hand on heart. I probably have not done the best job. I'm very off the cup. I, I, Brody, I do not do research. You know, I don't plan out a strategy. I just, I talk in a very visceral, emotional way. And so I've talked about the style of it and that it's a very Bond movie. And then a group came along called Film Speak. <laughs> and suddenly all the things that I dreamt about, all the things that I wish if I had all of Washington, D.C.'s you know, proprietary debaters at hand could really put into 54 minutes and you guys did it. And what I'd like to do, because this is what we're really going to talk about, I would like to actually show my audience just a three minute clip just to give them a taste of this, sure. if I could. So Absolutely. without further ado, let's let's take a look at this. By the way, the production Outside value is amazing. Secret Service. Oh, 2006 I, I actually worked with an editor. Uh, is arguably uh, I, I the most open-ended film in the entire uh, he's, James he's Bond franchise. The Despite way, capturing the villainous really, Mr. Really White and James delivering the iconic yeah. introduction for the first time. The name's Bond. James Bond. There's a sense that a broader story is only yeah, really just beginning. <laughs> the heart-wrenching conclusion to Bond's romance with Vesper Lind was a formative experience for Daniel Craig's freshman 007, teaching him a difficult lesson about life, loss, and trust. And as a result, he ends the film a far cry from the impulsive rookie we met in the pre-title sequence. But belying that growth is a still unresolved trauma. Bond may try to convince M that he's unfazed by Vesper's betrayal and subsequent death. Job's done. The bitch is dead. But this callous disregard for her in the final moments of the film reveal emotional scars that have yet to heal. 
It would have been pretty easy to just ignore these loose threads and start the next adventure like any other Bond film. An emotional reset, with Bond on a new mission having presumably worked through his grief off-screen. After all, this had proven to be the winning formula for the series for decades. But it wouldn't have been emotionally honest to the story the filmmakers had set out to tell. Casino Royale presented audiences with a different kind of James Bond, one more closely resembling the tortured, brooding character first described in the pages of Ian Fleming's original novels. It has showcased the complexities of Bond's psychology, and at the center of that approach was Vesper Lind. I'm the mummy. A cryptic, multifaceted woman whose betrayal and death were framed as a defining moment in Bond's life something that would resonate throughout the rest of his career and haunt all of his subsequent relationships. Just sweeping the emotional fallout of this trauma under the rug and moving on without a second thought would have betrayed everything Casino Royale had done to reinvent the character. If the audience was to truly appreciate the lasting significance of Vesper's death, they would need to see Bond confront that loss head on. Which brings us to 2008's Quantum of Solace, Unlike its predecessor, Quantum of Solace was not met with universal praise. In fact, you might even say people fucking hated it. Hell, I'm even willing to bet most of you watching right now are here out of morbid curiosity. How on earth am I going to defend this movie, and why would I bother? <laughs> the action is chaotic and disorienting, the plot barely fills its surprisingly short runtime, and the tone is almost oppressively bleak, sliding away from the style and manner we expect from favorite, 007 uh, topic, and into one of my the territory of, of gritty post-9-11 thrillers like titles, Jason Bourne and But I've gotta be honest, Brody. guys, those, those I think Quantum of Solace were unbelievable. <laughs> like, the, the, <laughs> I can't... There you go. That's it. Quantum Solace <laughs> effing rules. There we go. That's the. <laughs> this is this is everything. Everything. Yeah. And by the yeah, way, yeah, the yeah. reason I wanted to show those three minutes with that ending is because people need to know out there, the uninitiated, that this is something that came to bear just a few days ago. This hasn't been sitting around for six months, and it has thirteen thousand views, which is insane. But it's because this is such a divisive movie. Yeah. And I love the fact that you've taken this, both of you, your entire team, and have broken it down into the most thoughtful way where people, they're grabbed for the first three minutes, and then they're pulled along on a journey. What started this whole process for you guys? Oh, that's that's a good yeah. question. <laughs> that, is, that is. I mean, I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I think it's just like, so we, I mean, we always talk Bond. We're big Bond fans. We've, we've you know, dabbled in content in the bond space before i mean you know we we have a very infrequent podcast that we've done uh haven't done an episode in probably over two year a year and a half or so um and i mean we've had like there, there's always been iterations of us talking bond on the channel in some way or another and i think this is the the current iteration and probably my favorite iteration of it because it's basically just, it just comes down to the conversations that we have like over the phone just privately or whatever uh talking about these films and it's just like you know going back and re-watching them and getting like feeling the excitement and just like you know re-watching quantum of solace and just going like man this is just it's so effective as a continuation of the story from casino royale and i mean i i don't know i i think brody can probably speak more to how he felt but i know at least for me this was the first bond film that i saw in theaters so like i have always always been a fan of this movie um you know obviously i think casino royale is a, a far better movie but that's not that's not a slight against quantum of solace quantum of solace is 
I mean, I think that's part of the problem is everyone was expecting this movie to be as good as Casino Royale. And that was just never going to happen because of what Casino Royale is. But what they did was they followed it up with a continuation of the story, exploring the trauma, the grief, uh, the mindset of Bond going you know, forward from there instead of just like jumping yeah. to another adventure like we had seen prior to that. And I think it's um, I think, Brody, you and I were talking about this yesterday. I think this movie had the same reaction that License to Kill had when that originally came out, which is sort of like going on the, the character journey with, with Bond filled with rage and everything, and like it's violent, um, and it's so unlike anything that had come before. Uh, and, you know, people have warmed up on License to Kill, and it, I think Quantum's Time in the Sun is coming around, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of... It, it sort of started with this, like, this nagging this idea that you know we, this was a film that meant a lot to uh, the both of us and it i mean we don't have to dance around it it's not very popular uh, or at least it's it's split down the middle at the very least and mm -hmm. it was one of those things where after a while it, it cuz everyone's critique is always oh, you know it's not as good as casino royale it's not as good as casino royale and i mean that's fair enough but all my favorite things about quantum of solace are also my favorite things about casino royale and it's kind of it's kind of wild how it's got this reputation as being such a departure, such a betrayal of right. the movie that preceded it. And I, I don't think that's true at all. I think it is so it's indebted to that movie, but it is also just so much um, a continuation, a, an extension of it. And well, and it's a, it, and not to cut you off there, but it, it's a yeah, great yeah. tee up. You and I were talking about this recently because you just watched Skyfall. It's a great yeah. precursor and tee up for Skyfall. And I think that, mm -hmm element of it does not get enough credit yeah i mean it, it's kind of i mean we talk about the craig films as being this like sort of everyone talks about it as though like you know spectre made them all connected but they've been connected since the beginning like and that's primarily because of quantum of solace i think quantum of solace you know obviously follows on from casino royale but it also tees up the rest of the craig era i mean you've got all this stuff about you know bond kind of hating his job and that sort of thing and that i mean that's yeah. been a recurring motif going on and on so i think it was just one of those like this video sort of came about because we were we were sort of, we were sort of sick of having this like the same conversations over and over again and we're just like you know what let's just get it out there and uh wash our hands of it and well, one of the reasons why i showed the first three minutes is and you do this continually through the video you're asking the audience probably most of them and you even say this you address this um, I know you've come here out of morbid curiosity. I know you've come here to poke the bear and probably put a negative comment. I get it. Have at it. But before you do that, hear me out. So you're asking them to take a leap of faith that they've probably had in their mind since 2008. I've, I have found a lot of frustration, which is why I love this video so much. Since 2008, I try to say to people, look, I've been where you are. I went down the, the quantum of solace hole of like the, the, the shaky cam and all these things. <laughs> but you literally take all of the biggest negatives that people have put up and you address them, but you don't address them. Most people in debates address them as single things. It's like I call it debate porn where they go, here are 14 <laughs> things you don't like, and I'm going to rip each one apart. You don't do that. You actually weave them all together and say, if you like a James Bond movie, not a movie with James Bond, but a James Bond movie. If you want to study Bond, if you liked him in Casino Royale and you're like, I'd like to know this guy a little bit better. Give me 90 plus minutes where I could get to know his psyche, his damage, what he does in the rest of the movies. This is that video. 
And guys, honestly, I mean, Griffin, please attest to this. I think a day and a half later, I was like pinging you over Instagram, <laughs> yeah. like, please come on my show, please. I got to talk about this, right? Which, which by the way, uh, I was very flattered and honored because I, I mean, I have, I've watched your stuff for years and been a fan of like your, you know, what you do for the community uh -huh. and how you bring everyone together, um, and how you recognize like, you know, stuff like this. You know, you, 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 you bring us on here to talk about the video. You talk to, uh, uh, Sean. I forgot how to pronounce his last name. You know, I've got his posters hanging up. Oh, Sean right Longmore. Yeah. Longmore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk, you talk to him. You highlight his art. I mean, that's you know credit to you for doing that because that's that's amazing and that's what i love about your content um but yeah i mean it was literally i i think i i saw that you commented on the video and it was like <laughs> maybe 10 minutes later I, I i i you messaged me on instagram and i was like holy shit well, all right okay we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk some quantum here he like texts me and he's like you're never gonna believe who like just reached out like david in the back of my brain is like oh no like like mgm's copyright striked it right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, another cease and desist so yeah. let's let's talk about that for a second because this sure. video um so i mean me foolishly last november was like we're gonna have a quantum of solace defense out where it's gonna happen it's gonna be out here in a couple of weeks uh and like half a year later we finally release it and it was just you know you know brody wasn't happy with the script he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to add in there and then obviously i was like okay you're right maybe we can reframe this in a way that's a little more uh well compiled and thought out and stuff like that and then uh we get to when i wanted to release it and the video was blocked for uh, like a couple of weeks because yeah. of those copyright issues. And oh so it's gosh. like we, I had to keep going back in and re-editing stuff. Um, and there's still technically a copyright hold on it. The video won't get blocked even if they decide to, to that their claim is still valid. Uh, but like all the all the money will go to them as as yeah. that happens, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it was because of the use of another way to die at the end of the 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 video which is clearly <laughs> done so as like a parody or like yeah. in jest so it's like i think that's definitely covered under fair use but whatever but it was just like one of those things that's like we're finally ready to put this out there and we can't even put it out there we have to wait for the copyright to clear and like all that nonsense so it has really been like a a labor of love just like trying to get this thing out there it's been a journey yeah. wait so yeah. you get you guys got to slow something down for me i'm i'm getting a much bigger <laughs> picture of this how long does something like this take from it, con concept to fruition? Yeah, I, this is a very rare instance of something taking half a year to make. I, wow. I think it was it was just a matter of like schedules not quite lining up, a lot of rewrites, a bunch of all that stuff like that. And I mean, like once the video was written properly, uh, we had to go back and like revise a bunch of stuff and like condense it because originally I think the video yeah. The, the video probably would have been an hour and a half long in its in its raw uncut form and i'm like that's cool i don't think a lot of people are going to stick around for an hour and a half that's yeah. just you're already testing them and so like the big thing that i wanted to do was like i wanted to make this like at at most an hour but if we can get it under 60 minutes that would be ideal and so uh brody worked his magic and rewrote some of that yeah i mean it's honestly it was like because it was it was very long and then and, yeah. and when we say like half a year it wasn't like half a year of like constant writing yeah, one yeah. of those things where we'd be like i'm leaving we, my job i'm going yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah we uh we would take a hit at it and then we'd say okay it's not really working in this state we'll come back to it and then it was a couple of like instances of that and then we finally sort of like hit a it was the framing i think that really 
Hmm. Got it. So that, which is why it's, I mean, it's it's touched my heart that you thought that the um, the way it blended all the points worked because that was that was like a point of frustration for a long time. It was like, how do I frame this in a way that makes sense? It doesn't feel like a bullet point of like grievances. Um, no. Yeah. So I'm 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 happy that came together, but it, it did take a while for like just it sort of to transform from I, it's sort of a conventional like you know this is a problem you have with it, and then yeah. here's the solution, and this is a problem. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do one better, Brody. Um, I actually felt like not only was it intertwined together like a good story does, like it has the peaks and valleys of a good story. I actually think that each successive point proved out the following point. So it built wow. upon each other and you could see it in the end, this kind of crescendo. And so when you came and I, I almost don't want to give it away, you have to watch <laughs> the video at the end with the joke about the song is just almost like a palate cleanser. It's like, it's been like so building and, and honestly, guys, I'm, I'm being very frank here. I am highly critical. I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about my sleeping habits, but I don't have any, like in the sense <laughs> that I get up at, this morning I got up at 2 a.m. Oh, and wow, I, you know, I get like four or five hours of sleep, so I consume a lot of things to just relax. And I just drank this up, but I, I have a basic question and then I wanna kind of dive into the some of the details because I do have sure. questions about those. Were you shocked? I mean, this hasn't been out for long. Were you shocked about the response from the Bond community? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually <laughs> let Brody, you should take that first because you did a lot of uh, work trying to, to push it on social to the Bond community because you have a great rapport with people on um, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of those things where it, it kind of, because I, I kind of expected, uh, we'd done a video on uh, Tomorrow Never Dies previously. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, I mean, it's a niche subject. I understand. It's fine. Um, and we put so much time into Quantum of Solace and we sort of had already resigned ourselves to the fact that it'll get a couple thousand views. That's yeah. that's all right. We'll we'll live. And the fact that, yeah, people not only watched it but embraced it and have like we've gotten like these lovely messages from people saying like oh my you know, god oh, yeah thank you for saying this thank you for doing it. i mean you reached out i mean that's yeah just... someone someone sent me a nice uh, a lovely email just saying like hey yeah watch your video uh you got like you, you hit everything that you hit the nail on the head here that's just, um yeah. and just like sent this like lovely message and then said like i i i was i was fortunate enough to, when i was at university to go to a screening where mark forster Ooh. uh talked about the film or something like oh, that wow. uh and so he like he brought up this like personal anecdote and i was like oh wow that's really that's sweet and i was like i've never gotten an email like that yeah. of someone just like very you know just like thanking us for like the video that we did yeah. I was just like i'm thrilled that you loved it that's that's amazing yeah and then just like you will see comments of people saying stuff like oh uh you know i hadn't watched quantum of solace since 2008 and i went back and watched it you know what you know it's not my favorite but it works and i think that was kind of if of of everything that we intended to do with this video, that was like the the number one thing was, yeah. hey, I know a lot of people who don't like this movie, don't like it and have not revisited it because why would you revisit something you actively dislike? And right. I, if if anything, it's just, if you if you just go back, just just hear us out, just listen to the video and then go watch the movie one more time for the rest of your life and just see if it changes your mind. And I think a lot of people who like in the heat of the moment dismissed the movie have gone back and said you know what actually it wasn't what i was expecting but it is you know still valid in its own merits well so. that's that's what i think the universal embracing is going on with this video is that a lot of people who didn't like the movie are gravitating to it but a lot of people that love the movie and defending it 
this is also their opportunity to share it. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, so many people have been sharing this. I've been sharing it with people, but people are saying, you know, hey, I don't know if you've seen this, but you, you've got to just give this a try. Um, so that being said, <laughs> I, I, I do have some specific questions because some of these things have confounded me. For example, the whole thing with Mathis being thrown into a dumpster has been a bone of contention with people with this movie to where I'm defending it saying, look, this guy's an assassin. He's putting this, this shell of a human body who's already dead. So what does it matter into a dumpster? But then you broke it down almost scientifically. So my, my big question is, and please expand on this, how many things like the Mathis dumpster scene did have have you guys like sitting there going like, how are we going to explain this one? I mean, there, there had to be a few where you're like, shit, we're screwed. Well, <laughs> I interestingly enough, that one, I think, I think I started, because I was rewatching through the film and I'm like, I think this often gets, and then I actually, I actually wanted to see what a lot of like, uh, the community thought of that particular scene. Cause I remember uh, when it first came out, people were like, Oh gosh, that's dark. Um, and then like going back and looking through some of the comments, um, people were still sort of, they were like, this is so out of character. And I was like, I actually think this is so in character for him in the moment. And yeah. it's a, it's a great, I mean, like, as we sort of say in the video, it's a great uh, continuation of like what's happening with him with, with, with Vesper. And so that's sort of like where we started uh, with idea. And then I think Brody, you kind of fleshed it out beautifully into words there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like several of the scenes where it was, it was sort of, you look at the thing and our guiding principle, the entire video is, you know, Vesper, which I think is the guiding principle of the film. And so I think when you look at it, you, when you watch the scene, when you watch, you know, most of the scenes in the movie, through the lens of the fact that he is, that everyone is sort of a surrogate for Vesper in some way mm -hmm. in his life in this movie. When you watch that moment with, with Mathis, it sort of starts to make more sense. It's like, okay, yeah, it's not really, I mean, Mathis is Mathis and he, you know, has a complicated relationship with him in and of itself. But in that moment, Mathis isn't Mathis. Mathis is Vesper. Just like everyone else he encounters is Vesper in a way. And so he, him dealing with that death is him dealing with Vesper's death. And it's just this really... I think the movie is so poetic in that way that it really, I mean, as much crap as we give the uh, Alicia Keys song, and it is not a good song, um, the lyrics at least, they very, very um, succinctly establish the idea that, you know, all these, uh, you know, a man, like, you know, man on your side, a woman you think you love. Oh, is that thing. what they're saying? I couldn't understand the word <laughs> I, they were saying. Not, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's it's such a terrible song that you yeah. would never he notice. He a monkey, a monkey on the brand, <laughs> brand on the thing. It's like, what are you saying? <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, if the yeah. song had been better, maybe it would have been communicated more effectively. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's something that the whole film is sort of centered around. And I mean, we get to those, I mean, I think uh, one scene that was really fun to break down for me personally was the opera scene. Because that's, I think, that's yeah. a scene that yeah. everyone loves. Like, even people who hate this movie yes. say, you know what, the opera scene's pretty good. And it, so I just, it was uh, before you oh, continue, yeah. I, I would just not to start a turf war here, but Bond <laughs> did the opera scene before Mission Impossible. So I mean, who oh. can say? Yeah, oh, you, um, you could do a turf war like that here. You're no, safe. Okay, perfect. Well, in, in that case, they also did the Halo jump before Mission Impossible did, like yes, over twenty did. years. So, yeah. like, well, and Tom Cruise wore almost the same exact outfit yep. in Fallout that 
obviously Craig did Inspector, so we could mm -hmm. go on and on. Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> but guys, I love that you used and and Brody, you you and Griffin are describing this so well. You used kind of a waypoint, a hub of Vesper, for example, but then you built what I call evidence around mm -hmm. all of your points. So let's talk about one that I constantly get barraged on, and, and <laughs> as a fellow defender. Of Quantum of Solace, so we can we can talk about this publicly. Shaky cam editing, oh, yeah. and I thought it was so beautiful because instead of going no, no, like I've done no, um, <laughs> you know you're supposed to be Bond, you're supposed to be following Bond, which I've done again since 2008. You said let's go back to the people holding the camera, let's go back to the DP, let's go back to the methodology, Forrester's view on things, and. Frankly, as somebody that I just said consumes a lot of material, I forgot that there were interviews where they said all that and mm -hmm. you proved it out. How difficult from a research standpoint was it to gather all that? Yeah, I mean, I think one, one of the biggest uh, issues I think we ran into, and I think Griffin can definitely attest to this, is so many of the interviews were like written interviews. And yeah, it, yeah. it came, mm -hmm. it was one of those things where it was hard to find like we have there's a wonderful um like archive of james bond material on youtube and i mean you're not going to find much in there of quantum assaults just because so much so much of the like the really like meat and potato interview stuff yeah. is in like publications that you know their website went down five years ago and you have to go and search like you know internet archives to find it and so stuff like that was just really um challenging but it was one of those things where once you found one it was like okay there's more out there. They're definitely talking about this. And it was mm. definitely, it, 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 I think production stuff is the most useful because once it gets out of production, you start to get like the promotional stuff and then they're like, yeah. oh, you know, this is a movie. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. And what else are they going to say? But during yeah, production, yeah. they're always uh, being a little more analytical, um, maybe more so than they need to be, but it's great for us. So yeah, that stuff was difficult to track down, but yeah. uh, once we found the, the, those nuggets, it's like, okay, keep digging. There's something here. Yeah. 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 I, I think that was, I mean, obviously you and I were hoping to get like on camera interviews that way we could like right, incorporate yeah. those into the video because when you actually have them talking about it, it's far more interesting than me narrating the quotes. Uh, but unfortunately, like Brody said, yeah, they were all written. But there was some, but there, but like that, that doesn't devalue them, right? So no, you just right. got to find, you just got to find ways to like interweave them in there. But yeah, some of the quotes that we did find about, um, uh, uh, you know, the DP talking about why he wanted to use shaky cam and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and I mean, I, I think you also just have to go back to the time period. Like that was like, whether uh, for better or worse, that was the style yeah. of action cinema during that period in time. Now, obviously that's completely changed and we're in this, you want to see everything, right? Everything shot really, yeah. really wide. Uh, thanks to like, you know, stuff like John Wick, Mission Impossible, um, you know, so on and so forth. But like back then, I mean, you know, the like Doug Lyman and 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 uh, uh, Paul Greengrass really pioneered that shaky cam uh, sort of mentality. And I mean, I'd be lying if I if I if I said it wasn't effective because it is. Yeah. Um, and I know people complain about the editing in it, and it's like, well, it's not just the, the shaky cam; it's the it's the editing with the shaky cam. But there is there is a method to the chaos going on there. Absolutely. Um, 
And I think, you know, as we state in the video, it really puts you in the headspace of the protagonist. I yeah. mean, even if you go back and watch the Bourne films, like the the shaky cam is effective, not mm -hmm. because it's just like a, a stylistic tool, but it's like it's used to convey what's going on with Bourne at the time. How he's like losing grasp of just like who he thinks uh -huh. he is. And so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to really sway people one way or the other, but to dismiss it as just bad, I think is wrong because you have to go back and look at the artistic intent yeah. behind it. And when you take yeah. that into consideration, I think the shaky cam and what they were trying to do works a lot better. I agree. And and I interviewed one of the videos that I have on my YouTube channel is I interviewed Bobby Holland, who doubled for Daniel Craig in Quantum of Solace. And one of the things he told me about was they would film a lot of the scenes, a lot of the stunt fighting scenes, three different ways. They would do it close up. They would do it like in a very ramshackle way. They would do it from very far away and they would bring it all together. And I think what it did was, and you, you translate this very well in your video, kind of made a very badass bond you know yeah. he bleeds he fights yeah. he loses he puts himself together again and and so you have a very realistic bond as opposed to kind of what you get inspector which is just i don't know it's like sugar-coated a little bit yeah well it's it's weird because specter like i mean this is a, a whole other you know topic but specter is weird because it it teases these exciting action set pieces and then you get yeah. to them and it's just like that's it um so it was really uh, yeah, it is weird. And also, yeah, you're right. It, it Bond isn't really challenged physically in that way. I mean, okay, like his fight with Dave Batista, Mr. Hanks, I think obviously that's that's a great sequence in and of itself. And I think that is yeah. the biggest challenge that he gets in that mm -hmm. film physically. But you're right. You don't you don't get the stuff that you got in mm -hmm. uh, Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace. And that's that's the other thing. The, the bloodiness, the, uh, you know, getting beat down and all that stuff, that was, that originated in Casino Royale. So to see that continue over, see him a little bit more refined but still scrappy, I think was uh, really well handled. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the, with, going back to the shaky cam in, um, and comparing it to Spectre, I think the biggest issue people have with the action inspector, the biggest issue I have with the action inspector is that you feel so removed from it. Like yeah. you're watching mm -hmm. this, you're watching this, like the Rome car chase, which should be the most exciting thing in the world. And yeah. you feel like you're on a roller coaster and it's like, okay, I feel like, I'm, okay, well, we're going this way and this way, but I don't feel involved. And then you compare that to like, a scene that people complain about, which is like the opening scene of Quantum of Solace, which I mean, for all its faults, it made you feel something, even if it made oh you feel God, sick, really? it makes yeah. you feel something. It puts you there and you, you go for the ride and you feel like you're in that car going, you know, you know, 90 miles an hour. It is so phenomenal at doing that. So I think even when people walk away with a bad reaction, um, at least you had it, a reaction. At least it's a reaction, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. very like, you know, basic uh, kind of defense of it. Well, but, but, that's, it's like, but that's also, that's what yeah. the DP said in that interview. He was like, I just yeah. want, I want yeah. to make you feel something like an active participant yep. in, uh, in the film. And I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, he definitely accomplished that whether you like the film or yeah. not, whether you yeah. agree with his artistic decision or not, he, uh, accomplished what he set out to do, I think. Yeah, right. it was. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, and it was one of those things as well that we uh, wanted to reiterate, and we definitely say in the video, uh, is you know, we don't we don't think every Bond film needs to be like this. Yeah. Like, I mean, Shaky Cam yeah. is great in, in its way it's used in this film is 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 effective, 
I still love a nice steady shot of, you know, Bond fighting a henchman or whatever. I don't need to be involved in every fight, but for the very, like the particular story they're telling in this movie, I can't imagine them doing it the way they'd shot Spectre. That would have sucked yeah. the life out of the movie. And so I, yeah, I, I think maybe that's like a lifeline to people who don't like it. It's like, okay, we're not, we're not crazy here. We know this is like definitely divisive, but I think it works in this context. But, but you weave that both of you so effectively because you, you often say in this video that, you know, this is going to be something different. You, you almost come right out and say, what did you want? Casino Royale part, part two. Don't you want a different flavor? Do you want another volcano movie? Like this <laughs> is actually providing you something different and you also have to swallow the, um, is it the blue or the red pill? I'll say the blue pill, um, <laughs> that this is going to be reality. This is yeah. the bond that's reality, which is why I think License to Kill, Griffin, to your point, gets so dinged because it is the closest to reality. It's drug lords, yeah. for goodness sakes, people being pulverized. And speaking of pulverized, gentlemen, done are the easy questions. I've got two difficult Ooh. questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. You, Let's you go. knew yeah. this was coming. You're, you're I, contractually I, I obligated. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so... This is kind of a, an interesting one, and I don't think it's it's not a um, it's not a bad one. It's just a tough one. Six months to build, off and on, Brody. I know you didn't quit your job um, <laughs> or, or leave college, um, but the reality is is that was there a time during those six months you, you're ready to hit publish on the YouTube? MGM has taken their dollar twenty from you, and you're like, are you ready to hit publish? Looking back on it, were there any places where you're like, I actually learned something about Quantum of Solace? Like, I had 10 points, but I'm walking away with 12 points. And there's two points through my research where I'm like, damn it, it is better than I thought. I mean, was there an aha moment for you guys? I, go I'll, I'll go first on yeah, that please. because Brody, Brody interweaved something into the video that I hadn't considered before and it's mm. kind of funny because i think it's a very in-your-face metaphor the whole tosca thing that was him that was that was a genius way of sort of like framing uh bond's journey here um and just sort of like the 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 parallels between you know what go what's going on in the story of tosca um and how that like how to how forster sort of like connected that to uh, Bond's journey and like for all the times that I've sat down and watched that movie and I and like it should be as clear as day because it's very in your face I think now realizing it I, I just never really considered that connection there and so I walked away going holy shit that is that's incredible that just made me appreciate the film even more than I already did yeah that's a I great one I think for me, and I'm going to, since Griffin threw me a lovely compliment, I'm going to throw him a lovely compliment. <laughs> uh, but if it's true, I think like the, the beauty part of working in a collaboration is that you have someone else to sort of say, have you thought about it this way? And I get to say to him, have you thought about it this way? And I think that happens when you write alone as well, but not as frequently. And so this this whole process was like a uh, this, this wonderful like sort of, oh, wow, I didn't think about it this way. And the scene for me is um, we we very, very early on in a very early draft, uh, Griffin wrote this like passage about Bond and Mathis on the plane. And mm -hmm. that's honestly, it's, it's a scene that I've loved since yeah. I first saw Amazing. it. It's an absolutely incredible scene, an incredible, and Daniel Craig kills it. Yeah. But it was one of those things where it's like, I had never been able to articulate what it was about the scene that I just like adored. And Griffin, like he reached in my brain and he took it out and he put it there and I was like, that's it. That's what I've been trying to say all this time. And so it was, yeah, that for me was like, it was just, 
like the he, he, the line um I, I can't remember if this ended up in the actual uh video but it, the, the bit about um him being drunk on vespa i yeah i think that was in the, yes I yeah of yeah. that and 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 he yeah he put that down i'm like oh shit if that doesn't make it in then what was the point <laughs> but that's that's what i kept yeah. referring to when i when i would send this and i've sent it a lot to people and i've shared it a lot through my channels i keep telling people watch for the and guys, you're going to be like, he's being too superlative, but hear me out. <laughs> the Shakespearean way that you guys weave this together, because Vesper is being consumed by Bond in a myriad of ways. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, stop seeing it as individual scenes that don't work for you. And think about the underlining consumption of this, this, this woman, this, this emotional thing that tsunamied him and see how he reconciles it. And there actually is a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, he does reconcile it. The 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 Algerian love knot sitting in the snow is everything. Yep. I mean, you're leaving yeah. in the past. It's cold, you know, and it goes mm -hmm. from that very warmth of the desert to something very icy and cold. And I love how you guys put those together. So oh. that's my little <laughs> gush moment because I'm going to give you kind of um, – a setup for something negative, but I promise to end it with something positive. Hey, um, let's hear it. Yeah. You well, <laughs> you, and, and I'm going to use your vernacular. All right. Ooh. So you started off by saying it's a divisive movie. Totally agree. You've got people that when I did my ranking, <laughs> Quantum of Solace was damn high in this. And people were like, what are you smoking? I want some. <laughs> and, and there must have been, when you hit publish, and the thing goes live not too long ago, there must have been some negative reactions or negative comments or people going, you know, I'm going to unfollow you. You guys think, or, or maybe not, but what were some of the, the more divisive things that you heard from people? Um, please. <laughs> I, yeah, because I get all the comments, for better or worse. I mean, actually, David, you probably know who this is. I get all the comments through YouTube sent to my phone and what, whether I, you know, respond to them or not, I do see most everything. Sure. Um, I, it's really funny because there probably are some really negative comments in there. I, I don't think, and even if they disagreed, they weren't too bad. And it's probably because like the, one of the, the videos that I published before that was a video on Falcon and the Winter Soldier and why I didn't particularly like that series. And I got, lambasted with just like hate and vitriol and it was just like don't ever critique anything about marvel like by the way griffin you gotta not to take a a little detour here but when i did some research on you guys that thing got like a ridiculous amount of views like over yeah. like hundreds of thousands of views did that yeah. just go viral or something i i, I think it went vi i don't know if it went viral per se i it was one of those things where it was like i i was writing it and i'm like okay i know this is going to be successful because it's a contrarian opinion even if it is my opinion it goes against you know what the majority of people are saying and so right. naturally you put something out that like that out into you know the zeitgeist your people are going to click out of morbid curiosity and everything sure. like that um so i was you know coming off of all of the the crap that i got from that then i get the response to this quantum video and like even the negative comments are like kind of nice and i'm like yeah this, is, <laughs> yeah. this, this really isn't that bad well it, you know here's the other thing that's why i love the bond community like yeah. even if you disagree i i have and you know bro I mean, brody interacts with more people than i do but i don't think i've really come across like bond fans that are just filled with just like hate and vitriol it's no. like it's nothing like 
uh, oh, I just had a light fall. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it's nothing like, uh, like comic book fans and how passionate and like, uh, whatever they are. And I think, and I think it's because, I don't know, there's like a maturity to Bond fans, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know if it's because like the, the franchise is so old and that you get uh, a lot of the older generation <laughs> mixed with the newer generation and everything like that. Um, but it, I don't know, it is nice. And so, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, bro. Did you get any negative feedback on Twitter? Or uh, I got, I, I did get one negative comment on uh, Reddit. I, w I wanted to quickly, because uh, we're, we're taking your negative, uh, your uh, your question, and we're making it positive somehow. But um, I just want to say, like, very briefly on the point of that, the community. I think, yeah, I've never, I've never encountered a community that is so because Bond gets a reputation. It's very old fashioned. It's very you know, mm. is that the other thing? Mm -hmm. But every bond fan i interact with anyway and this might just be you know the bubble that i'm in but like the most forward thinking lovely caring people it is just it, yeah. it truly like, transcends you know the thing that it is about it's not it's not just bond it's just it's like a community of people who see the world in a certain way and want to celebrate that and it's not exclusionary it's not it's just a really a great community that said i did get a negative comment on reddit um, <laughs> that's uh, not bad was, one one right yeah so it wasn't even that terrible and um it was they, they they it wasn't even like a bad comment but they they did say like oh you know you're just saying this you know as like you know clout chasing right you're you're trying oh, to get a yeah, trying to get a rise out of people who why would you defend this film other than because you want to get people mad and that's like oh, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I, I genuinely yeah. like the movie and yeah see, I, but... I, I think, I think <laughs> I, to, to brody's point i think i did get a comment that was like uh so, so like what bet did you lose that made you make this video which was just like wow. kind of funny but it's like you know yeah. even even the most negative comments on this video have been like kitty gloves yeah um, yeah amusing <laughs> to to read yeah that's not too bad and and i find yeah. with the bond community there's two reasons why you don't get some of the salaciousness of like marvel and dc and star wars and you know star trek and that is because number one it, this is a gentleman spy so there's a right. certain amount of pomp and circumstance and etiquette to bond that i think the bond community embraces but the second thing is and i find this with with a lot of people in the bond community the ones that have some of the biggest audiences um and i hate to use the word influence but they create the content they yeah. tend to do a very good job of policing positivity as i like yeah. to say so they don't get on and go amazon bought mgm we're all effed you know, they don't they don't typically do that. Yes, you have a couple that do that, but they're so well known that if you're having a bad day, you go over there. But most of them, 95% of them are sitting there and they're actually celebrating. They're not right. sitting there looking for an opportunity because you know what? We all have enough drama in our lives. Bond is an escape. Star Wars is an escape. I don't understand why people get into these communities and hobbies and look for that moment to attack somebody. And I think the Bond community is pretty good with that. Yeah. Well, well you, I, I think, oh, sorry, Griffin, you go I ahead. Just, I was going <laughs> to say, to your point, even when people disagree, they do so in a respectful way. And it's not just, oh, this is bad. Let, just we're going to get all pissed off and everything about that. Uh, you know, we they break it. They break it down, and they explain, okay, why this might be problematic, and why this isn't necessarily a good thing, or whatever. And I think that it's that ability to articulate and have, as you say, a gentleman's debate about the topic at hand that separates uh, the Bond fandom and community from uh, so so many other fandoms out there. 
Yeah, I, agree. I, know, I was going to say, I mean, you've been gushing about us this whole time, but I want to take a moment. Like, I think when you talk about the like the influences in the community, I would consider you, you and like Calvin Dyson as like the two, like, you know, biggest figures in the community in, yeah. in my eyes. And you, yeah, you both like breathe this positivity where it's like, I mean, you guys have those debates that you do where it's, it is such a friendly discourse. And I mean, yeah. that, that sort of thing is, is really so important. I think it definitely sets the tone for everything else that comes out in the community. Um, so, I mean, kudos to well, you. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll connect it all back and people watching this are going to be like, this is so saccharine enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, where's the blood? <laughs> I think there's yeah. a lot of adoration in the bond community for your video and I'll get to my final question in a second, expectation, um, because you do celebrate it. And you know, it's so wonderful when someone comes to me and wants to talk about a view to a kill, because I put it very last, um, or license to kill, because I put it second to last. I'm all ears because I'm like, I have a feeling I'm going to walk away and it's going to go up a notch. It may not go up in the ranking because I compare it to things like from Russia with love, for God's sakes. But it may come up. And Calvin and I, we love these debates because we both agreed we're going to walk away with something that we had no idea was even a thought, an observation. What a wonderful thing. Just when it's like being married and you discover something new about your your, your spouse. It's like, I didn't know that about you. And what a wonderful thing to discover. It's like a treasure. And your video. Your video did that with a codger like me who thought he knew everything. Like I thought I was the number one proponent of Quantum of Solace. I've, I've got a display downstairs of like screen used items. I'm like, you know, and then you guys <laughs> came along and I'm like, I learned so much. So you knew there was a dovetail coming. Of course. Um, yeah. What's next? I mean, what are you guys going to tackle? You took Tomorrow Never Dies, which is again, one of my favorites. You took Quantum of Solace. I mean, the expectations are really high now for you guys. Sure. That was, I mean, that's really what we've been thinking about yeah. now that uh, the video has performed so well. And we're like, okay, we, I kind of want to do another Bond-centric uh, video soon. I don't want to wait another six months, right? Right, yeah. Um, and so uh, I think we were talking about Skyfall because, I mean, I think that's a pretty universally beloved film, but we have some interesting... Um, opinions on I, I mean we we uh, we love the film we're not it's not going to be dogging on the film by any means but it's just like right there's on. an interesting angle to it mm. and also with the quantum video i think it's a nice continuation from what we were talking about with that particular film um we also thought about die another day uh because we <laughs> look we we very who hurt really you griffin wanna... who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i think there's a lot to sort of break down with die another day but it's actually amusing because um we oh my god i don't even know how many years ago maybe like three years ago we did a video uh, more of a podcast style discussion talking about the film i have a really horrible beard and like long hair it's it's wow. it's so bad um and we sort of talk about the movie um, and I think we were fair to it, but I, it, it was very amateur hour, and I think we can do better, especially w if we write something out. But the interesting thing about Die Another Day is that I think it's a movie that's at odds with itself, and both sides of it could have been great Bond films uh, if that was the entire movie. So obviously you see what Pierce was trying to do, get more serious, get more A-list talent involved. Uh, he wanted to focus on the character. And Eon was like, well, it's the VH1 era, so let's put in these speed ramps and the, the, the absurd you know, spectacle of it. Uh, and so I think there's an interesting mm. uh, video to sort of make about the dichotomy between the two, why the film 
ultimately fail, but why I, I think Brody and I are both of the same opinion that it's not, I, I, I don't put it at the bottom. It's obviously bottom right. tier Bond film, but I think there is actually a lot of merit to to the movie and there's a lot to enjoy with it. So I know those Gentle, are some of the ideas, but. Gentlemen, kind of, if, if I will tell you this right now and then Brody, I want to hear what you're going to say. Okay. If Quantum of Solace is the Matterhorn, Die Another Day is Everest as far as convincing people. So I love I that you guys are taking the challenge. But Brody, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that pretty much sums up uh, how Griffin and I go about these things. It's like, okay, we can do a video about like this universally loved Bond film. Probably make it, we're going to make it difficult for ourselves. Or we can go for like the most hated Bond film ever made and try to be like nuanced about it in some degree. I mean, that's just... Yeah. I think, and that's kind of another thing, uh, talking about the positivity, is another thing that is important to us is like, okay, Die Another Day is a movie that we don't like. And uh, it, we're not we're not going to fool you and say, you know, oh, it's actually a secret like masterpiece. Right. But I think it, one, one uh, of the guiding principles of these projects has been, how do we say, you know, say something interesting, even about the mm. ones we don't like? Because I think... I mean, these are films. These are these are films that people spent two years making. Yeah. They're not just you know slapped together. There are things to say about them. And I mean, if we're Bond fans, we should be the ones preaching that, right? We should be the ones saying, yeah. "Hey, look." I mean, yeah, Octopussy is kind of ridiculous, but it's 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 still a film. It still has craft. It still had love and attention put into it. How can we explore that? And so I think that's really been our guiding principle. And so yeah, I mean, if we do Die on the Day, that's what. Like what you can expect. I, I can't <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah. I will have the popcorn and the vodka at the ready. <laughs> you'll I, need the, I promise you'll you. need the vodka. But I love yeah. it because you, you, I mean, this is when we talk about celebrating Bond. You're you're really just saying we're not going to convince you 180 degrees. Consider this. Consider this moment. Consider looking at it a different way. And by the way, I want to also tell my audience who have been watching this right now, consider the fact that you've been watching this for about 54 minutes, which is the length of their video. And you could have been watching the original thing as opposed to us explaining it. So this is a I, nice companion piece. It's it, nice, it is nice exactly, yeah. wonderful. It's a precursor. And I, I just want to end this by saying a couple of things. First of all, um, please go in the links. I'm putting it right on the top. It is also in my community channel today when we're publishing this. Watch this video. I promise you, you will enjoy it. If you do not enjoy it, the Bond experience will give you your money back. <laughs> so we are promising that contract. But I do want to also say, Griffin and, and Brody, thank you. Thank you for the entertainment. Um, you know, people are coming back to normalcy, I would like to say, in everything that's going on in this pandemic. And you guys are distracting us in the most wonderful way. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, that's the yeah, highest thank praise. You. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, it does mean a lot, especially coming from you and just like the work that you've done and like so, yeah. some of the great, you know, community virtual events uh, you, you've put on, I think last year in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was um, yeah, well. They're, yeah. they're great and I, I yeah thanks again for for having us on here and, yeah. and letting us thank you for you know, including us work. in this uh this wonderful community you've called absolutely yeah. we yeah. got to pick your brains how much fun was that yeah but for sure <laughs> Griffin Brody from film speak and this has been David Zaritsky for the bond experience we'll see you all real soon take care everyone thanks for watching this episode if you want to be up on the latest from the Bond experience, just click on this subscribe and subscribe to our channel. You're gonna get all the latest and greatest information plus some exclusive content. And by the way, speaking of content, here's something especially for you just because we know you. Talk to you soon.